Hey there, this is Jody Clock, and welcome to my podcast. I woke up dead, now what? In our conversations, we'll talk about real issues that everyday people face should they wake up dead without a life after death plan in place. Join me as we explore the how-tos on preparing for you or your loved one's passing without breaking the bank. And let's not forget about those pets too. Now, don't you fall asleep. Hey, this is Jody Clock, and thank you for joining my podcast, I Woke Up Dead, Now What? So today's discussion is going to be on one that people don't talk about, but have lots and lots of questions about. We're going to talk about body donation. Everything you wanted to know about body donation, but was afraid to ask. Please do not confuse body donation with organ donation. Organ donation is something completely different. Organ donation simply means when someone should transition and die in a hospital or uh, very unexpectedly within 24 hours, you know, they can have their organs harvested to help save lives. That typically is something that people have on the back of their driver's license or their loved ones are asked when death happens. So let's just tuck that topic aside for another day. And we're going to talk about an entire body donation. So a few days back, I sat down with the family and they said, really, we're not going to be here long. And so just do what you got to do because dad's going to be donated to science. And I said, oh, so what does that mean to you? Well, he wanted to go to uh, the university. Let's just say that's in Ann Arbor, Michigan, without naming names. And he was a, a big football fan. So he felt that he needed to go there and help their medical students out. Well, that was admirable. However, they never really looked into it. They had just heard that with a body donation comes a free cremation. So they thought that they were going to come in, sign some papers, send dad off to their favorite university. And when they were done with uh, dad, what was left was going to be cremated and sent back to him all at no cost. Well, they were a little shocked. In fact, they were in big dismay when I just kind of looked at them and I said, well, that may have been the case years ago. And it was because body donation was not popular and they were trying to get people to donate. So that was a way they could entice them. But for over 20 years, uh, there have been lots of costs affiliated with it. So the first thing I want you to know is should someone wake up dead, as I like to say, and want to have a body donation, you might want to consider having a plan B because it is not uncommon for a body to be rejected. All right, let me say this again. It is not uncommon for an individual who wants to donate their body to a teaching university to be rejected. There are a hundred variables of the why. It can be morbid obesity. It could be infectious disease. It could be because they have a run on the bank and have too many bodies, or it could simply be yours doesn't qualify for what they need. So what do you do when that happens? You need a plan B. That plan B can be cremation. It can be burial, but you better have talked about it. So let's just make the assumption that they do want a body donation and they are going to accept your body. Well, the very first thing that has to happen is your local funeral home, not the teaching university, has to come and transport that body. This family thought that they could put their dad in the back of their van and just drive it directly. And uh, I had to teach him a 
about Uncle Sam, that there are laws against that. I mean, could you imagine Officer Friendly pulling over this individual and him trying to explain his situation? I mean, after all, people don't know what they don't know. Might have been well-intended, but he could have gotten into some deep kimchi. So I had to explain to him that only someone authorized to transport deceased bodies can do that. And so that would be your local funeral home or an agent that is supervised under the local funeral home and or a possible forensics team. Having said that, there's some costs affiliated. Someone has to get up in the middle of the night, interrupt their day. They have to make a removal. Uh, They have to store that individual respectfully until they are accepted. And there's a time for that body to be received at uh, that teaching university. A death certificate has to be generated. And by the way, a burial transit permit has to be generated. That burial transit permit is proof that this is this individual and he is allowed to be transported across state lines, but you can't leave home without it. No pun intended. So when that body gets to that teaching university, he could be there or she could be there six months to a year. But once they're done utilizing that individual what is left of their remains will be cremated and then set back to uh, the family or immediate next of kin. So all of that said, that price could actually end up more than what an actual cremation is. So what's the lesson? Have a plan B. People are more than happy to learn. And that is, that's an admirable, honorable, in fact, a, a cool thing to do. But please know There is no immediate cremation that happens out of it. So that individual will be sent through the U.S. mail back home to you. And there will be associated costs. And remember, plan for the worst and hope for the best. You may have to take an alternative route. So that's my two cents for today. And thank you for listening. Hey, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you. And I am so glad you didn't wake up dead today. Please jump over to jodyclock.com and download your free copy of my family care plan. This guide will help those you leave behind should you wake up dead. I promise. Be sure to order my book. It's complicated. Based on a true story. Send me an email about topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Until next time, thank you for not falling asleep.